0: Welcome to Extra Credits. Uh, Mugga, what are we talking about today?
1: So we are talking about a documentary that has been broken up into 10 seasons. uh, Sorry, 10 episodes. And we're going to talk about the first one. But before we do that, I just want to go around who we got in here. Um, Alan. We got Alan Conrad making his debut on our show. Along with Jose Gamboa. Um, Recurring role is Erica. And then obviously Kerwin and Jason. So before uh, we do that, um, just want to emphasize, we're just talking about episode one of The Last Dance. Um, This is a documentary that took place for the 97-98 Bulls season. Um, During this time, they had like 500 hours of footage that was all access -access film to create this miniseries. Um, I guess according to David Silver at the time, Jordan allowed them to do that under the agreement that the footage would only be used under his direct permission. Did any of you guys know that?
2: No, yeah. I did not
1: know that. I thought that was pretty interesting because it goes into my next thing. Um, they've been trying to make this documentary, this film for many years. Um, Jordan has refused. Um, however, in 2016, he agreed from the proposal of Mike Tolan. So I thought that was interesting because I'm like, why are they making this documentary basically 22 years later? But it kind of makes sense now. So I-, I thought that was interesting. Um they first dropped the trailer of this in December 2018. I think it was on Christmas. Do you guys remember watching the first trailer of it? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. How
1: oh, yeah. dope was that trailer? That trailer was dope, huh? I cried.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I watched it a couple times that day. Um, but uh, <laughs> they had the intentions of releasing this on June 2020. Um, obviously, it is not even June 2020 right now. And we've already seen four episodes. This is because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, ESPN published the final trailer on March 31st and expedited the premiere to April 19th, 2020, which is why we are able to watch it uh, during the current time. So we've actually watched four episodes. Um, Reviewing just the first one we're going to get into, um, just giving you some some facts about this. This is the highest episode out of all four so far. I don't know if you guys have seen the viewer ratings. It had 5.7 viewers per million. I don't know. If that, is that just actual viewers of like devices, or is that people that I don't know how they do that, Kerwin? I don't know if you could chime in,
0: dude. Yo, I have no idea how TV ratings yeah. work, especially like when you talk about like DVR and all yeah, that other well, stuff. Well,
1: there is there is that too, but from what I read, they were really satisfied with the uh, the viewers of this, and I guess it kind of goes to show that America is kind of just missing sports or in this kind of time, they needed something to look to. I know us have been like texting about it, like you guys stoked to watch this, so. I mean, I think it's released at a great time for us to watch it. But but it does, for what I read, successfully, they're 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 happy with the numbers. But with uh, saying that, I don't know if you guys are ready. We can get right into episode one. Let's do it. All right. So they start off, and I'm really glad Jason is on this um, because <laughs> I don't think he really cared at all about basketball in the late 90s. But they start off with like a 10-minute montage of like them winning their five rings, just showing not only how big the Bulls were, but like how big – Michael Jordan was in a sense, you know, he was just a rock star and they kind of introduced obviously some of the key points to this documentary, Rodman, Pippen, Jackson, and basically Jordan being the main one. So what did you guys think of that opening like 10 minutes of just introducing where they stand in 97, 98?
0: I think um, just the overall contrast between moods, you know, like you come off of winning your fifth championship and then immediately the talk goes to You know, your GM Jerry Krause wanted to split up the team, or ownership potentially wanted to, uh, you know, uh, rebuild the franchise, and it's just like, you know, what kind of what kind of person looks at you know, a five-time championship winning professional basketball team with some of the best players on the planet and says, yeah, I think, I think we're going to get rid of some people. And I think so, we're going to get rid of the coach. Like, So that's,
1: gonna- yeah, that's where they go right after that, to the press conference with Jordan saying, don't talk about rebuilding, yada, yada. And you get into Jerry Krause. And Alan, this is why I'm glad you're on this podcast I was a Bulls fan, but I did not get involved with of front offices and all that stuff at this age. Did you know of anything about that? Like, did, I, did, yeah. I did not know who Jerry Krause was until this documentary. I'm not gonna lie; I knew who hey. Joe Exotic was before Jerry Krause. <laughs> Joe Exotic.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Man, a longtime Bulls fan. It kind of it was a shock um, that during that time, uh, because I mean, as they were prepping, even at that 72 and 10 season. That 96 season, they were already – Jerry Krause was already prepping Tim Floyd to be the the, the, the future coach. Yeah. Yeah, and and I didn't know in depth until this uh, episode that uh, I just didn't know how shaky uh, Jerry Krause was, man. And, he, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, keep going, yeah. No, no, yeah. I just – I was shocked because uh, just the way that it – like, it just – it evolved. I, I mean, when – when they mentioned that Jerry Krause invited Tim Floyd to his wedding and, and not, not Phil, Phil Jackson, Jackson, that just was like, threw me back. Because I was like, wow, how much hatred did he have towards Phil Jackson at that time? It, just, so, it was very shocking. What
1: I want to get into is they bring up Jerry Krause, and it's kind of indifferent. I know... If you look at Jordan, he's in like an interview and they say, how do you feel about the upcoming season? And he kind of looks up to where the front office is to kind of show that there was tension. They talk about it, but there are two people, one being the owner and also Bill Wellington, who's one of the former players. They actually spoke highly of Jerry Krause saying he wasn't a bad guy. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you take it. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like we'll side with Pippen and Jordan. So we kind of hate him, I guess, but I, I did listen to an interview with Charles Barkley and he said that you shouldn't put this all on Jerry Krause the way the documentary is putting it. It's more on the owner, which I don't think the documentary does that. Now, it's Charles Barkley talking. I I don't know, you know, but... But I thought, I mean, do you guys hate Jerry Krause or is it just... I I don't know. So, to me...
4: Oh, go ahead, Erica.
2: um, For me, like, I was a diehard Bulls fan as a child. I actually went to a 96 Bulls-Lakers game. as my very first NBA game. So, when I heard that the bulls were separating in 98 or after the 98 season i was pretty like devastated and didn't watch basketball as avidly as i used to when i was little obviously and um watching this the first episode of the documentary and knowing that jerry krauss was like one of the main factors of the bulls splitting up like yeah i actually kind of hate the guy cuz could you imagine how far mm-hmm. the bulls could potentially have gone you know, in 99, 2000, if they all stuck together and Phil was the coach still and Jerry didn't get as involved. But I'm going to agree with you, Mugga. Like, I think that they don't really show as much of the ownership getting involved. And that does put Jerry in a weird spot.
1: So what Charles Barkley was talking about, Jose, I'll let you grab this. But what Charles Barkley was talking about was, that the owner was kind of putting pressure on Krause because he didn't want to pay these guys. Like these are now all superstars. We know in episode two, which we'll get into, but he, Scotty Pippen being one of the lowest paid, I don't think he wanted to pay Phil Jackson. I think that he was trying to money imagine getting pressure from him, but he got like basically the whole rep, uh, the whole, I mean, I don't know what I'm looking for right here, but the whole reputation of him trying to break them up when in reality it was the whole mastermind of the owner. Again, I don't know how to like validate that, but I thought that was interesting.
4: So what was interesting to me, and they they mentioned that Jerry Krause wanted credit. He wanted them to say, hey, Jerry Krause built this. He's a huge part of it. And that's what came up and was controversial when he said that players don't win championships, um, yeah. the front office. Yeah. I'm glad you, but then it. it goes
1: into that quote. And
4: then, and then, so, so to me it was more, I think he was going at the stars. He was going, he was, he was hit, uh, butting heads with Jordan, with Pippen, with Jackson, and with some of those role players, I think that's why they didn't have as much of a problem with him because personally they didn't really have much beef.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, one thing though, um, I, I will agree with Charles Barkley. Like, um, I was listening to uh, an interview with the director and he was saying that, um, it's kind of unfortunate that he wasn't able to actually interview Jerry Krause cause he passed away a couple of years ago. But, um, uh, yeah, like the one thing he wanted to avoid was trying to paint him in a completely negative light because, um, and you know, Jalen Jacoby and the director, um, Jason air, like they talked about how like, you know, Jordan got drafted in what, eighty-four, right? right. And the and the previous GM was um, I forget who the previous GM was, but like uh, the previous GM left in I think eighty-five, and then Jerry Krause comes through and he builds this whole franchise around Michael Jordan. So yeah. like I, I think there's definitely, you know, so if he wants the credit, you know, he deserves he deserves all the credit in the world, but just like we kind of spoke about in our group chat, it's just kinda like look. If you want to be the superstar, if you want to be on the front page of the papers, if you want to be interviewed on Sports Center and go to the Olympics and shit like, you know, be a player. Like yeah. don't 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 take a a, you know, a thankless job by comparison expecting to be the one holding the trophy, you know, at the ceremony. You know what I'm saying? Like be be a coach or yeah. be a player.
2: Yeah. Well, so did, do you remember how they announced him at the uh ring ceremony?
0: Yeah, they booed him. Yeah. Well,
2: no, but they told him like the mastermind behind the chicago bulls
0: well he and got like a out. he got executive of the year i think twice yes, if twice. i if i'm correct yeah <laughs> and
1: let me let me bring up piggybacking off what Curlin says like this guy has to have or has to be given a lot of credit for building this team again around jordan like charles oakley i guess was a good friend of jordan was playing well but they needed a big man so he swapped the trade right Allen for bill cartwright and he mm-hmm. also found diamonds in the rough like scotty pippen and all that i mean mm-hmm you got to give him credit. But again, I think that quote is basically saying you guys can do without me where the players are kind of like, ultimately it lies on the players, you know, but,
0: but uh, I just got one more thing to add before we kind of like pass the mic. But um, I will say this though, you know, despite I got, I got two ways of looking at this. Like you can't piss off the coach and damn near every player on the roster without being a dick in some way. Like mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta be like an asshole in one way or another to piss off that many people and a coach. Yeah. Um and on top of that, um so I'm not I'm not excusing this guy completely, but on top of that, I got to agree with uh, I think you brought it up Mugga. I got to agree too like uh, what Charles Barkley said, like the owners also at fault because the owner had enough power to go and bring Phil Jackson back for one more season, paid him 6 mil for the season, right? Right. Like he had mm-hmm. enough power to get Scottie Pippen paid. He had enough power to renegotiate contracts. There's a reason like players renegotiate contracts mid-contract. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so the owner was always in a position to do that and he chose not to or didn't for whatever reason. So I'm not going to put all the blame on Jerry Krause, but like, you can't just piss everybody off that much right. without doing something.
1: So yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because let's go on to where the owner then sat down, which I think is weird. The owner sits down with Phil Jackson to get a deal done without Jerry Krauss, and they did. Um, but basically from what the documentary, um, Jerry Krause basically told Phil, okay, I don't care if you win 82 games, this is your last season. And this is where I think the egos are just building up in this whole organization, you know? Um, and then I think they do something. I was concerned when they said this is going to be a 10 part documentary on one season. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Now I see how they're going to do it. They do a whole timeline lapse on it, which I really appreciate. It shows you where they're at because you can't tell the story without seeing how these guys got here. Like, yeah. why is there tension and all that?
0: You know, it's funny. uh, I was listening to an interview with the director and he said, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you see Bulls, you see, you know, the last dance and you automatically assume Michael Jordan. And he's like, um, he's like, I don't care who you are. Nobody wants to watch 10 fucking hours about one person. So he's like, I had to to go back and talk about all the players involved.
1: So so they do the timeline lapse. And then basically what I'm going to kind of call this, this is the whole Jordan arc episode. It gets into all of his stuff the next segment, um, kind of where he was at the beginning of his life, where the Bulls were and all that when they did draft him. Um, it goes as far back as his North Carolina years, even being cut from his high school team. I totally forgot about that his sophomore year. Yeah. I mean, be the, the best player of all time got cut his sophomore year from a varsity basketball team. Um, uh, then he goes into winning his championship uh, with North Carolina 82. That was the year I was born, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I, did, I totally forgot this, Alan. Did you remember that he also won an additional – Gold medal with the Olympic team mm-hmm. under Bobby Knight. I forgot that he had yeah. the, that mm-hmm. one along with the Dream Team. Yeah. So that's I mean yeah. that's another championship to add to him. He's got not only the six, but he's got two World Championships and then also a uh, um, uh, a National College Athletic Association or an yeah. NCAA Championship. So the guy, I mean, he was amazing. Successful. I, th-
4: I thought it was yeah. interesting how they said that if that would have happened after, so I think it happened yeah. after the draft. and it would have happened before yeah. the draft, then he would not have gone. Gotten-
1: right so basically even going back on that Jose he was contemplating staying for his fourth year do you guys know that or another year at North Carolina I did not know that and (laughs) Dean Smith said dude you're the best player in 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 the whole you know nation right now you got to go pro which you got to give credit to someone like that he's looking out for this kid's interest as opposed to him I think that's where you got to respect those type of coaches Mm -hmm. Um, let's get into that draft though I mean it's if you ask anyone they know who Michael Jordan is how he's not number one is crazy. But, again, this is how these things uh, go out. So the Rockets had the first pick. They took Hakeem Olajuwon, which is no. a great player. You can't go wrong with that. You yeah. need Back then, it wasn't centered around point guards. Right, Alan? Am I wrong, Jose? I think if you had a big guy, you were great. You know what I It mean? was he, the big he, man that you, yeah. that
4: you went for. Patrick <laughs> Ewing, same thing, right? Yeah.
1: And so then you had Portland, but they already had Clyde Drexler, which plays a similar role like Jordan. So they didn't feel the need. Sam Bowie, who's that guy? I don't know who that guy is. No Sam
0: all right. Sam Bowie, he yeah. uh, he went to Portland in the draft, right? Right. Uh, he, he had like a bunch of injuries, I think, his whole career. And then he played for uh, the Blazers, uh, the Nets, and the Lakers. And he retired mm-hmm. in 94. Uh, like, I think it was like mid-90s, 94, he retired. He
4: had a lot of injuries. I think there was even a 30 for 30 on, on that. And, yeah, he just never – I think he may have started for a couple of years, but he just became a bench player.
1: Wow. That sucks. So it goes into then Jordan being drafted and him being the rookie. What are you guys' thoughts on him living a very modest lifestyle? I mean, he was, I guess, what is orange juice and seven up were his go-to. Yeah. yeah. And then he just wanted to play cards, but he talks about, he, and he doesn't give names, but the going Rack into a room with all the other, you know, teammates. And I mean, you can only imagine what it's going to be like, you know,
2: they're well, racking lines and there's strippers involved. Yeah. yeah.
1: They were
0: called uh, the it- with that. Sorry. No, he called him what the, the bulls traveling cocaine circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I mean, yo, it's it's the mid late eighties. I mean, everybody's doing shit. I mean, like I, that's just it's just wrong. The 80s were crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so going into the eighties though, we already kind of mentioned it. The Bulls were nothing. If you look at footage of even Michael Jordan's first year, there's empty seats. I think Obama was mm-hmm. on there quoted saying, "You could go for like six dollars a game." Can you imagine seeing a game with Jordan in for six dollars? They couldn't so, fill the stadium. Yeah, they wouldn't fill the stadium. Nothing. Um, he does win Rookie of the Year and all that, but I still think it wasn't nearly as what it got to. I mean, I'm talking like not even a fraction. Um, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how Jordan took the team to where it was. It does talk about, I think it was the third game of that season against Milwaukee, where he challenged them when they were down in the fourth, I believe. And then the old bulls would have wrote it out as like, Hey, we'll chalk this up as a loss. We'll come back. And when he came and brought them back, it kind of showed them, Hey, this is his team. He's the one that's taken us. And I think the talent was being noticed around the league that this guy's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Anyone want anything else on that? Because I can jump into the next part, which is the fun part, I think.
2: Uh, I mean, he is the real deal.
1: Well, we we know he's the real deal, but at the time, (laughs) I don't think they're knowing. So it does the whole timeline lapse thing. And now it goes to a game in Europe. I I have never heard of this, where like a team like the Bulls would go to like this tournament in Europe Alan Jose, do you guys know? I never knew that. I
3: never knew that. And do they still do that?
1: I mean, I know like LeBron has been going over to like China for like exhibition games, but they they, like won like a trophy. Like, I don't, and then one of the rookies on the team, hey, Jordan is my first trophy. And he says, this don't count. Like, I thought (laughs) that was hilarious.
2: Well, my favorite rookie is like, don't let Krause have it.
1: Yeah. 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 So it, it goes into where, Jordan is without Rodman and at Pittman. And I did not know any of this. Like, I did not know about the surgery prior. It does get into episode two. But you do see the ring ceremony where Pippen is not dressed up. And then he's mm-hmm. also not with the team or is Rodman for this tournament in Europe, which I thought was interesting. Why was Rodman not there? Does anyone catch that? I never caught that.
0: It's probably in mm-hmm. Vegas again. It's the offseason. They just won a championship. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's not trying to play during the offseason right away. I mean, right.
1: yeah. So – after that, it gets right into the very end where Jackson is, got the team. He knows it's his last year. He's already signed his contract. And they said that Z- Jackson being the Zen master and all that stuff, he had to have like a theme, right? And so his theme was, and, and here it is, when you you put the name of the movie in the movie, you know, he goes, we're going to call this the last dance, you know? And I thought that was interesting. I mean, he knew that it was his last year. I, he probably saw writing on the walls with some of the veterans, what the front office wanted to do. And so what his mentality was, look at, we all have to go all in cause we will never have another chance. This is our last opportunity. So enjoy it, but you got to give everything you got, which this is why this guy probably is the greatest professional basketball coach. And if there was a Mount Rushmore, I put him on coaches up there, but uh, one of the best ever to do it. I think.
0: One of my, uh, one of my favorite things was uh, I think, I think it was Phil Jackson that said it before the ring ceremony. Uh, he said, um, Hey, this is the last time we celebrate last season. And after yeah. tonight, after tonight it's, it's all the new season. So yeah. that's one thing. I love that mentality that they have of just never dwelling on the past, not worrying about the future, like win right now. Worry about the present right yeah. now.
2: Yeah.
4: It's so crazy. Like there's never been a team like that that was so dominant and you went into the season saying this is it. Yeah. Like I haven't seen anything <sighs> like that ever.
1: And we when this episode dropped, Kerwin, we were part of the statistics of on This, because we were doing another podcast during that time. But Erica was texting us, she goes, I still get the chills when I hear the opening oh, uh, song. Yes. And they they yeah. end they they end this episode with that. And I, I literally, I'm not gonna lie, Erica, I also got the chills and I could watch that <laughs> opening entrance all the time. Yeah, and Alan, it must give you goosebumps.
3: Yeah. I mean, I when I visited the U uh the United Center uh for my 28th birthday, man, that was amazing to the open. They still they still like do it, don't they? yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Like you just it's just you get the chills. Like Absolutely. I got the chills right now thinking about it. Yeah. Imagine I'm at that it. time.
2: Do they still have the bull oh, running through the city on the floor?
3: Yes, yes.
2: Hey.
0: Yeah. Yo, <laughs> so, speaking of the speaking of the music though, like, yo, this whole the soundtrack for this whole series is like fire, dude. Like they got like Eric B and rakim and they got like tribe call quest they got um they get in, with One. the culture at the time right dude yeah the the director of this he said that like they made a very specific effort to to play music from the exact year that they flashback to so like oh. yeah so the year they flashback to they play like the hip hop hit of that year like oh, and they and they play some deep cuts like here and there dude like
1: which i which i love which i
0: love yeah like if if you want the soundtrack anybody listen to this like go on uh, Spotify. There's an official Last Dance playlist. I highly recommend it.
1: So I know we're not going to do Trash or Treasure, and and but if we were to do one, soundtrack would be one. I love the whole timeline thing. I love how it's like a big puzzle they're putting together. And Alan may hate me for this, but I got one trash, and it's the old Chicago Bulls uniform with the cursive Chicago on the front. I, I can't stand <laughs> it, dude. I don't know Why? if anyone likes it. I just think it looks awful. I actually
2: like that one. Really? I, I hated so cool. that jersey.
1: Hated. No, I got. I got one question though, Um, because all this
2: is kind
4: (laughs) of
1: me. I I don't, I didn't didn't know much about, you know, this era, or I knew who Michael Jordan was, so Jose, calm down. I know who Michael Jordan (laughs) was. I I didn't know, so I'm learning a lot watching this. What what do you guys think collectively is the one biggest thing that you didn't know that you took out of this first episode? Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause.
4: I watched 90, I watched that whole season and never knew about any of
2: that. Yeah. I remember watching all these games and seeing them, like, live in L.A. when they came to visit and never knew a single thing about Jerry being an
1: asshole. Yeah, and And I – go ahead, Jay. The the fans were booing him when he came out to get his ring. Yeah. I mean – I don't know. I mean, I guess by that time they kind of knew about it. They I, I knew. Yeah, I think they knew. And I, I, I didn't know the tension that it was between the front office and them, and yeah. how like you, you guys have the best team arguably of all time. Why do you want to break it up? And it just, uh, it's just crazy to me. Egos. Yeah, it's all down to egos. It's all down to egos. Mm-hmm. I have a
2: question.
1: You got thirty seconds, Erica.
2: Where's Tony Kukoc? Do they need to interview him? I love he, Tony. Well, Kukoc.
1: He, he I think he, you're gonna find out more about him. I think they're taking care of all of the major ones right now, and then you'll get the back. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. So
0: yeah, yeah. Tony Kukoc—he didn't show up till '93. Like that's when he showed up. Yeah, duh, Erica. Hey,
4: you know what's funny? Egos, egos always ruin everything. You egos, think ruin of Kobe it. and Shaq, same thing.
1: All right, we okay. got five seconds. Yeah. I will see Sit you guys down. all on episode two, man. Thanks for all joining. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank you.
2: Uh, Thank you.